0: To the hundred and seventh episode of the podcast F Four, I know last week I said the Pumpkinhead franchise was a hundred and seventh episode, but apparently I was wrong. This is actually the hundred and seventh episode. Before we get started, our usual disclaimer: heavy spoilers ahead. Turn back now if you haven't seen these movies. This episode is a um, top twenty list of my favorite horror films in twenty twenty two, and because of that, I'll try to leave out many of the major plot points because going into some of these movies blind is the best way to enjoy them. Before the actual movies, I want to go over a few trends because 2022 is being touted as one of the best years in horror ever, which is great for people like me who really love horror. There's something this year for everybody. uh, Body horror, folk horror, aliens, psychological horror, slashers, found footage, Love Crafty and Horror, Ghost Stories, Zombies, Demons, and Werewolves. You name it. So how many movies are released were released this year or are released yearly in horror? It's hard to tell. Um, but somebody I found had said that the number of horror movies since twenty sixteen has ballooned um to over a thousand. IMDb has a list of 1,631 this year, but many of those I've never heard of before. So my list actually is ballpark 150 movies that I watched for this review. A couple other trends. There's always some Stephen King adaptations in the works every year, and this year it was um, Mr. Harrigan's Phone. Actually, I think... That's, yep, Mr. Harrigan's Phone and Firestarter. Um, Firestarter, of course, remake of an earlier version. Stephen King adaptations are hit and miss. He has some really great ones like The Shining. Yes, I know he hated that one. Um, Carrie, Misery, The Mist. Also non-horror stuff like Shawshank Redemption, Stand By Me, etc., But he also has some really dreadful movies. Um, I think the worst of his adaptations, I should probably do something just on Stephen King, an episode. But the worst to me is Lawnmower Man. That's one of the few movies that back in the day I actually walked out of the movie theater on. I couldn't stand it. Graveyard Shift, Maximum Drive, Overdrive, and some people say Children of the Corn. But that has a special place in my heart because I saw it um, as a teenager and I really liked it. So let's see. There are a number of movies this year uh, dealing with social media or are social media heavy. Those include Sissy, Dash Cam, Deadstream, Bodies, 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 We're All Going to the World's Fair, and Night's End. A number of movies deal with isolation, as in the pandemic. Um, and I think there's even a new category called pandemic horror. And those include things like We're All Going to the World's Fair and Night's End. This year we had an interesting trend in that several movies involved older people. Uh, They include X old people, aptly titled, and old man. Typically we don't see a lot of senior citizens or older people in movies, so I enjoyed that. There's also a strange uh, trend this year for cannibalism. At least three movies this year involve cannibalism. You know which ones they are, and I'm not going to tell you because that will spoil some of the um, shocks in the movies. There was also the return of two horror masters this year, body horror genius David Cronenberg, who did Chiver, Scanners, Videodrome, The Fly, etc., and he had Crimes of the Future, and Italian giallo master Dario Argento. He did Suspiria, etc., And he had dark glasses. This was not my favorite by Argento, but um, I think the older stuff is better, but it's still nice seeing him putting out new content. The award for the trippiest movie this year is between a couple of movies. One is Dawn Breaks Before the Eye, uh, Monster God, which is stop-motion animation, we'll talk about more in a minute, and A Wounded Fawn. I think the award would go to Dawn Breaks because that movie is really, really strange. This year continues the trend of having some excellent foreign movies. We have um, from Taiwan, The Sadness and Incantation. Incantation is supposedly the highest grossing uh, horror film in Taiwan history. It may be the highest grossing film. From Ireland, We have The Cellar, Finland, The Twin. Spain and France, we have Piggy and All the Moons, Indonesia, Satan's Slaves com- 2 Commune, uh, Italy and France, Dark Glasses, we just mentioned that's Argento, Australia, Sissy, UK, Ravens, Hollow and Mandrake, Denmark and Finland, Speak No Evil and Moloch, South Africa, Good Madam, Senegal, Senegal um, Solemn. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right or not. Um, And we also have another movie by a, I think it's Senegalese uh, director, but we'll talk about that in a second. There are also several franchise entries this year, including a remake of Hellraiser. It wasn't actually a remake remake, but um, just a different story. Orphan Black, First Kill, which is a prequel to Orphan Black, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Firestarter, which is a remake, VHS 99, Halloween Ends, Prey, which is Predator's prequel, Hocus Pocus 2, Scream, I think that's Scream 5, Um, Glass Onion, which is the second in the Knives Out series, The Conjuring 5, The Devil Made Me Do It, and the Doctor Strange movie, which we'll talk about next, because there are several MCU entries in horror this year. Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, as well as Morbius and Werewolf by Night. Shudder continues to provide a lot of excellent original content, including VHS 99, Deadstream, Sissy, Dark Glasses, Raven's Hollow, Speak No Evil, Solemn, what Joshua Saw, Glorious, Mad God, The Sadness, The Seller, Mandrake, Satan Slaves 2, Communion. Uh, also, there are a few on Netflix, Hulu, and Amazon, although they don't put a ton of money into original content horror. Um, Hulu had this year Hellraiser. Netflix had Texas Chainsaw Massacre. A24 movies. This year, they knocked it out of the park, including X, Pearl, Men, and Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. And Blumhouse is always good for, most of the time, excellent horror movies. And they produced Dash Cam, The Black Phone, Mr. Harrigan's Phone, Halloween Ends, and Soft and Quiet. And independent films. Horror is a great place for independent movie makers. And The Adams Family Made Hellbender this year, which we'll talk about a little more later. So let's see. I want to talk about a few of the movies I didn't cover. And those include Hocus Pocus 2, Conjuring 5, Jeepers Creepers, Bones and All, because it was $20 um, to view. The menu, not streaming yet. Uh, It'll be on HBO Max. Well, I guess it went on HBO Max in uh, January the 1st, but I don't have HBO Max. Um, Adult Swim's Yule Log, which actually is pretty funny, is, is posing as a Yule Log, but it actually a movie called The Fireplace. Werewolf by Night, Medusa, and Bull I also did not see. There are several top-ranked movies that aren't on my list, And here's why. So that includes VHS 99. I did enjoy that, but I had reviewed it last year, so I didn't include it again here. Nope. Probably considered more sci-fi. I did find it an interesting concept, but not really horror, in my opinion, except for the chimp scene, and that was really horrifying. It had great visuals. Um, It, of course, is from Jordan Peele, and... I always like his movies, but my favorites are still Get Out, I think is number one, and then Us, and then this. But I'm very interested to see what Jordan Peele does next. Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. Um, It was okay, but I think I had hoped for more. So that's not in my top 20. Crimes of the Future, as I mentioned, Cronenberg uh, released that this year. It's an interesting idea in that surgery is the new sex in this uh, futuristic world, There's something called accelerated evolution syndrome, and that's where people are evolving at a faster rate, and they develop strange new organs, which they have to register with the National Registry, and then they try to, some people try to figure out how to monetize them. So, wasn't my cup of tea. Uh, Also, you won't be alone. That was, I don't think it's actually horror, even though a witch is involved. It's more about the human experiences, And it took a lot to get through that movie to me. I think my attention span's a lot shorter than it used to be. Smile deals with repressed trauma and how it's transmitted to others. It's similar to It Follows, which I actually like better. Halloween Ends. This movie is controversial any way you look at it. This is the last in the trio of Halloween films from David Gordon Green. Um, I thought it was a fitting into the trilogy and the franchise if it's truly the end, but it just didn't make my top 20 list. Scream. It was okay, but not my favorite. I'm not sure what else you can do to top, you know, the first Scream. Speak No Evil. It was a very effective movie with a small cast. It was about two families and their children, and it just missed my list. The Innocents. Another interesting concept, great child actors, but it was really slow at times. Hellraiser, as I said, was uh, on Hulu. I liked Jamie Clayton from *Since 8 as the new pinhead, but I really wanted a better story. And I guess in my mind I was comparing it to the first couple of movies, um, which I really like. So hopefully if they make some more of these, they, the story will evolve. Terrifier 2. I'm a big fan of Art the Clown, but in my opinion, this story needed to be shorter. It's uh, over two hours long, and it had some great kills in it, tons of blood, super gory, but it just needed to be more cohesive, in my opinion. And the cool thing about this movie is it was made for $250,000. Um, incantation, as I mentioned, um, oh, that is appar- apparently the highest box office Grossing movie of Taiwan, not just horror movie, but um, any movie in Taiwanese history. There's also a plot tri- twist in it, which I will not mention, but I enjoyed it. And if it's a found footage movie, and if Sadness was not on my top 20 list, this one would have definitely been there. And lastly, The Watcher it's on lots of people's top 10, 20 lists, but um, I just really didn't like it that much. So that's what I didn't include. Now on to how about what I did include. I originally started with top 10 like I do every year and then have a few honorable mentions, but I found that my honorable mention list was getting so long, I just made a top 20 out of it. So at the bottom, number 20, we have Mad God from Shudder. This is stop motion animation, as I said. It took Phil Tibbet. 30 years to make this since he did it between other projects he was working on, including Star Wars, Jurassic Park, Starship Troopers, RoboCop 2, etc. I'm a big fan of stop motion. I've always loved it. Um, Just don't go into this movie expecting a straightforward story because it doesn't have one. It's much more of an experience. That was number 20. Number 19, The Hatching from Hulu. Uh, It discusses the effects of an Internet influencer is having on her children, specifically one of her daughters. The woman, the mother, tries to pretend that her life is perfect and she documents everything on the Internet. Um, This was a very inventive story. I wasn't sure where they were going. And I just love movies that have a, a plot twist that you don't see coming. So that was very good. Number 18, The Cursed, also on Hulu currently. This is a beautifully shot movie. I think it uh, takes place in the 1700s, and it's a different take on a werewolf movie. So definitely worth a look there. Number 17, Glorious on Shudder. This is basically a story of just a guy in a bathroom talking to somebody, and the, the main character is Ryan, I don't know how to say his last name, Kwaten, K-W-A-T-T-E-N. You probably remember him as Sookie Stackhouse's brother from True Blood. Um, this is a very interesting movie. It's best to go into it not knowing anything about it. Again, has a number of cool plot twists. Resurrection, also on Shudder. Rebecca Hall is excellent in everything she does. She was on my list last year as well for Night House. And this is another movie with a very small cast, but I think it's very effective and has some interesting things going on in it. Number 15, Nanny, currently available on Amazon. This is from Senegalese director, I'm sorry, I'm not going to say the name right, Nikwatu Jusu, N-I-K-Y-A-T-U-J-U-S-U, and it's about a woman who goes from Senegal to New York to be a nanny for a rich family, and the act, the nanny is played by actress Anna Diop, D-I-O-P. I thought she was excellent in this movie, and I really look forward to seeing other things with her in it. So don't want to spoil that one for you. Number fourteen, Hellbender on Shudder. and as I mentioned, the Adams family independent. They're a family of independent filmmakers. They previously did The Deeper You Dig, and this one stars uh, Zelda as the daughter and Toby as the mother, which Zelda is the do- Adams do- one of the Adams daughters, and Toby is the mother. Sister Lulu plays another role in the movie, and it seems like this family can do anything, right? they write, they star in the movie, they do the music, the cinematography, um, they do everything, and Father John Adams was uh, behind the scenes on this one, but it's very interesting to see what they come up with. Apparently, during the pandemic, they got an RV, and they just traveled around with their video equipment and um, made this movie, so it's pretty cool. 14... Nope, that was 14, Hellbender. 13 is Piggy. And that's from Amazon, and that's a joint production of Spain and France. It's about the effects of bullying on of a girl in a small Spanish town. The lead actress is Laura Galan, G-A-L-A-N, and she is excellent in this movie. I mean, she really knocks it out of the park. And apparently, this movie is based on a short film, which she also starred in as well. So... This movie is really brutal in some ways when it uh, depicts bullying and the effects of that. So definitely worth a watch in my opinion. Number 12, Black Phone. Not to be confused with Mr. Harrigan's phone. Black Phone is on Netflix and it was written by Jonah Hill, which is Stephen King's son. And it's a coming-of-age movie with a horror twist. They have excellent kid actors. Um... You know, not a ton of horror in it, but it's a really good story. Slashback, also on Shudder. One of several alien movies this year, along with Nope, etc. And it is In Wheat Girls versus Aliens. So, I love the In Wheat element, which is these girls live in a small town in northern Canada around the Arctic Circle. And, um... These girls are great. Um, They end up fighting the aliens. And um, they have a lot of, you know, a great dialogue in between. So this is from first-time director Nyla, I-N-N-U-K-S-U-K. Great creature effects. Um, And this is reminiscent of The Thing in a number of ways. So definitely a good one. And number 10, we're now to our top 10, and number 10 is Men from the UK. It's available on Amazon Prime, and I know that some people think this falls into the all men are bad category, because basically it's the story of a woman who goes on a holiday, and then she's accosted by lots of different men, who, this is why this made this list, is not necessarily that plot point at this point, but... That all of the men are played by one person, which is Rory Kinnear, who was in Penny Dreadful. Plays eight characters, so that is super cool to me. It's an extremely inventive movie, and the final sequence of rebirths is very, very crazy. So, if you've been alive in the past year, you already know the premise anyway, so I don't think I was giving too much away. But still, it's slow at times, but... Uh, definitely an interesting watch, and I really hope Rory gets a bunch of awards for playing all of these different people. Number nine, Sissy. It's currently on Shutter. It's from Amazon. And the basic premise is some old friends get together for a Bachelorette weekend. This is another movie where you should go in knowing as little as possible. Let's just say the plot is not what you think, and I was very happily surprised. Number nine, The Sadness from Taiwan, currently available on Shudder. It is super gory and is an interesting twist on the zombie genre. Definitely worth a watch. Number seven is Prey, currently on Hulu. As I said, this is a Predator prequel starring Amber Midthunder, who was, I saw her in Legion. Um, she is excellent in the main role, and I think this is the best, this may be the best Predator movie, even better than the first movie, or second best, it's really, really good, the creature effects are good, I really enjoyed the story, and this interesting twist, so check it out, number six is Deadstream, currently available on Shudder, I didn't think I would initially like this movie. It's found footage. I'm not a big fan of found footage, but I really, really liked it. So the basic premise is a disgraced internet personality or YouTube guy, YouTuber tries to get back his sponsor and his followers because he's done some out-of-sorts stuff, and he locks himself in a haunted house for the night and live streams it. So despite this being a low-budget movie, it is tons of fun. So, definitely check it out. Fresh is number five, also available on Hulu. Dating is hell these days, and I can't tell you anything else other than that. So, go into it blind, if possible. Number four. This is one that's typically not on other people's list, but I really, really like this movie. I've watched it multiple times, and it's Satan's Slaves Communion from Indonesia. So Joko Anwar is the Indonesian equivalent of, like, Ty West or Mike Flanagan. And this is the second film from him. The first was, of course, Satan's Slaves, and that was based on an earlier Indonesian film as well. But I really like the kids in this family who return for the second movie and the atmosphere and setting. So they're originally in a house in the first movie, and now they have moved to a very large, creepy apartment building which really, really adds to the story. So, um, given the ending, hopefully there will be at least one more movie about this topic and this family, because uh, it was really cool. Number three is Barbarian. Currently available on Amazon or HBO Max. Basically, a woman goes to a B&B for a job interview in another city and go into this knowing as little as possible, and you think it's one thing, but it's not. That was a lot of fun. And number two is X. You can either watch it on Showtime or pay 20 bucks. Ty West pays homage to the 1970s slasher and porno movies. It has a real Texas Chainsaw Massacre vibe. It even does a lot of the um, scenes from Texas Chainsaw Massacre, like the one where the camera is, like, low on the grass and the woman is walking... Um, to the house. Um, so that's that's one of the scenes from original Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Also, uh, inside the house, the shot from inside the house, the front entrance to the house is number one of those shots, but there's a number of them in there. So this is a very fun movie. Again, got lots of surprises in it. So go in without reading any reviews if possible. And the number one movie on my list, at least, for the top movie of 2022 is, should not come as a surprise to anyone who's read some of these top ten lists, but it's Pearl. Currently available on Amazon Prime. Again, from Ty West. He and Mia Goth, who was one of the main characters in X, if not more, um, wrote this movie secretly while they were working on X. So this movie is a prequel to X, And it talks about one of the characters. I mean, it reviews one of the characters in her early life. It is beautifully shot. Um, It just goes to show you that horror doesn't have to occur in dark and dreary environments. Mia Goth, I mean, she has knocked it out of the park this year. She is excellent. And she has gave one of the possibly best monologues in movies ever. I think it's like eight minutes long. And uh, she's really, really good. So her acting, she can, you know, she can be scary. She can be very sympathetic. Um, She's great. So I'm very interested to see the third movie in this universe, which is supposed to be released later this year, which is Maxine with three X's. So definitely going to watch that as soon as it comes out. But there you had my list, so just to recap. Number one, Pearl. Number two, X. Number three, Barbarian. Number four, Satan's Slave's Communion. Number five, Fresh. Number six, Deadstream. Number seven, Prey. Number eight, The Sadness. Number nine, Sissy. Number ten, Men. Number eleven, Slashback. Number twelve, Black Phone. Number thirteen, Piggy. Number fourteen, Hellbender. Number fifteen, Nanny. Number 16, Resurrection. Number 17, Glorious. Number 18, The Cursed. Number 19, The Hatching. And number 20, Mad God. So that's it for me this week. We'll see what we can get into for the next franchise next time around. And until then, where can you find us? We're on iTunes, Spotify, or Stitcher. Please give us a five-star rating if you like what you're hearing. We need all the help we can get. We're also on Twitter at Food and Fright and contact us by email at foodandfright at gmail.com or check us out on our website at foodandfrighteningfilmfanatics.podbean.com. Thanks very much. Hope you're having a good new year and talk to you soon.